This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show, episode 24 as your daily roundup of Arsenal news every morning at 8am UK time. I hope you're doing good. I hope you are well this morning after watching some really good football last night, uh, even though we're not involved in it. I did enjoy it. Quite seeing Real Madrid lose. Uh, I mean, wow, Sheriff, amazing performance from them. What a goal to, to win it as well. Lionel Messi with his first goal, uh, Champions League PSG beating Manchester City. Liverpool absolutely trouncing Porto with a manic goalkeeper. Not quite seen a, a goalkeeping display like that in a fair while. Manuel Amunia, thinking back, maybe there's some similarities. But I hope you're doing good this morning. I hope you're well. Please do drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with that notifications turned on so you never miss a show and if you'd like to help support the channel and become a member and join our discord server you can by clicking the link in the description or clicking that join button if you are on android or on your computer it's right next to the subscribe button on your screen good morning to everybody in the chat john jashar brand and dj spoonie mo swedish guna uh, Olu, and plenty more of you in here. This being has no name. Good morning to you, Jakubus, Spungal, Jose, Rancid. Good morning, everybody. Inga, uh, a bit clickbait, was annoyed that a teammate wasn't running enough. Uh, well, interestingly, uh, we've got some interesting quotes to go through on there, 1999. So stick around to find out why. Not clickbait whatsoever, actually. Just a quote that we're using uh, for today's show. Look forward to bringing you that. And a little bit of... Uh, I'll be as as less smug as I can be talking about Matteo Genduzzi. But we will get to there. If you haven't already, of course, please do subscribe to The Arsenal Way, the new channel over on Football.London, of which I am a massive part of, of course. And yesterday we did a really good show, actually. I was joined by Josh Williams, who is our tactics and scouting writer over at Reach. And we went through the North London derby, went through a lot of the tactical side of the game, how Arsenal beat Spurs. 
Uh, link to that show uh, is on the channel. Uh, so go click the link in the description to find that and uh, give it a watch because it's really quite interesting finding out some of the ways in which Arteta's style is coming through and how our attack attacks are being very much balanced. So please do go and check that one out. And a little bit later on this evening, you will get your September update on William Saliba and how he's getting on at Marseille. There'll probably be a little bit of a touch on Matteo Genduzzi on his time as well at uh, OM. So we'll see how he is getting on as well. But we start today's show with our first story, Aaron Ramsdale uh, with David Seaman. Uh, it was just a lovely, lovely picture to see. Really appreciate uh, these types of photos coming through the social vines. And it's certainly uh, a player in which I know that we have a lot of time for, uh, both Ramsdale and Seaman, to be fair. But Seaman is apparently working on kind of a, a casual basis with some of the youth sides and working with some of the young goalkeepers and helping them out and obviously being at the ground with uh, with uh, Aaron Ramsdale. I'm sure you've all seen the videos and the quotes from him saying that he wasn't that old to see some of his performances, but some vintage uh, content for you right there. Happy to see them two together and smiling. Miguel Aziz, though, not so good news for him. He has suffered a groin strain whilst on loan with Portsmouth. He hasn't actually been playing for a while. I was at the Charlton game against Portsmouth on Saturday. He was on the bench for the game but never came on. And he has struggled to get minutes. Wasn't involved last night in their game, uh, in their loss. I think they lost last night, did Portsmouth. Uh, was it to Oxford? I'm guessing. Um, but I think that it's a case now of a little bit of a concern for him not getting into the team. Obviously, we are going to be talking about Miguel Aziz in our September loan update. He has played some minutes since moving to Portsmouth. But a lot of the talk is going to be about how and why he isn't getting into the Portsmouth team and what it is that's stopping him from doing that. There's a lot of people that feel that Aziz is good enough to be an Arsenal first team player in the future. But if he's not getting into League One Portsmouth right now, that is a bit of a concern, but he has now suffered a groin strain and will be out for a little while, uh, at least. Now, we talk about Matteo Genduzzi and the issues going on behind the scenes with him at Marseille. Uh, French journalist Roman Canuti of Foot Radio has been explaining um, that there's been some issues. Now, you may have seen a video circulating uh, of him and Gerson, the Brazilian midfielder at Marseille, not particularly getting on. Apparently, Genduzzi turned around and said something along the lines of, are you going to start running anytime soon? Which, you know, is, is not the, <laughs> the best way to talk to one of your teammates if you want to talk to them a certain way. You know, there's other ways that you can encourage them to get more involved in the game. But Roman has said that there are a few players at Marseille who are struggling with Genduzzi, his way of working when he always blames others for things when he falls to keep his knees in training to implore God because a touch isn't good enough, it grates. We know this type of temperament in Marseille, but there are foreign players who aren't that into it, who have a lot of trouble with that. When you've got a guy like that who always criticises, you might not want to sympathise with him down the line. I mean... I put a rather satirical tweet out yesterday evening over at the Guna Talk TV on Twitter. Um, and it just feels a bit of a... No, I don't know if I'll go as far as say a justification, but it feels to me that, you know, I'm glad that he's not an Arsenal player. I'll put it that way. Am I glad, am I glad that we're not getting much money for him? Absolutely not. I think that we've ultimately led ourselves down a path in which we aren't going to be getting too much money. In fact, I think it's around 9 million quid uh, that we'll get at the end of his loan deal from his obligation clause at Marseille. But it's just proving 
that he never really was the right kind of character for a harmonious dressing room. And it's unsurprising that Arteta decided to move him on quite rightly. And uh, I'm more than happy to see the back of Matteo Canduzzi personally. And this isn't a surprise in any way for me. Uh, I know there are a lot of fans of Matteo Canduzzi. That's fine. You can have your opinions, but you can't say that he's always going to be the most harmonious of people in the world is he now unfortunately we do have some bad news regarding granite jacker uh his other half uploaded a picture to her instagram page of granite jacker uh, with his daughter playing obviously with this very much uh acl style leg brace now as far as we're aware it's not an acl injury uh we are going to be doing an in-depth injury analysis with dr raj Palabra very soon on the arsenal way so make sure you're subscribed to the channel to get that content um, but he is expected to be missing for around six to eight weeks, which would mean that he wouldn't return to training at least until the end of November, which would put him back in contention for the festive period. So it could be a welcome change, considering the fact of how bad the injury looked at first. Six weeks in comparison to six months is very different, and we can be very thankful for that. Will this still affect Arsenal's January transfer plans? I'm not so sure. I did write a piece over on Football.London that came out yesterday talking about five possible alternatives that Arsenal could look at to replace him in January if they so wanted to. But Granite Xhaka is expected to be missing for around six to eight weeks with this injury. Uh, and that is all of the day's news. Uh, it's quite a bit of a short news day, I know. And we wrapped up a little couple of minutes early, which does mean, of course, we'll have time for more of your questions, your thoughts and your theories. But to sum up, Matteo Genduzzi not being the most harmonious player at Marseille. Granit Xhaka out for six to eight weeks. David Seaman is doing some work with the youth goalkeepers at Arsenal. And of course, you can find more information about William Saliba's loan deal at Marseille in our report show a little bit later on this evening, 5pm UK time. We will be recording that so make sure you've liked and subscribed to get that fantastic content of course also i can confirm a lot of you would have tuned in for our first let's talk arsenal fans show in which i sat down with lee judges for an hour it was a pre-recorded show and they are going to be pre-recorded i'm going to try and do them every week or every two weeks for you guys with some people within the arsenal community and i'm happy to say that this week's guest is the one the only mr kevin campbell will be joining me and sitting down for a chat for an hour about obviously his time at arsenal but also talking about his work in the media getting very much involved with arsenal's social sphere and being on plenty of podcasts and why he's chosen to done uh, do that so i'm really looking forward to having a chat with kev i know you're watching kev because i know you enjoy the 8am shows so uh, i'm having a i'm really really looking forward to sitting down with you having a good chinwag a little bit later on this afternoon anyway let's jump into the chat box and uh, and have a discussion about what your thoughts, your theories, your queries and questions might be. It's amazing how many times I say those four words in different orders and still don't to mess it up, which is great. Uh, let's go to Amandeep, who says, crazy theory, but no Arsenal player wished Xhaka, on birth wish Xhaka a birthday and no one wished him a speedy recovery. Case of him being not liked. No, it's not true, Amandeep. Xhaka is very much a very well-liked member of the squad. Have that on very, very good authority. Um, that is, as I 
say, a very popular member in the dressing room. I think you're reading a little bit too much into that one. And I'm sure there were birthday messages passed around uh, privately behind the scenes. Howell says, Tom, what are your thoughts on players' Twitter accounts being third-party written? I mean, it makes complete sense, How, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> these footballers have to be media trains. They need other people controlling their Twitter accounts because they can't always be on them. They have to build their own personal brands. And to do that, you need the help of professionals. Uh, it's most places have social media editors and social media managers and producers, uh, companies and brands do, and players these days are brands. So it's it's not a problem for me um, because I think it's just part and parcel of the world that we live in at the moment. Uh, GGTV says, Genduzi is a troublemaker. I've been saying this forever and a day. Plus he goes to ground way too much in my opinion. Look, Genduzi... Never been a big fan of Genduzi. I'm not really sure what he does, although he has been playing, playing quite well for Marseille. This season has been getting into the Liga Team of the Week a couple of times so far. But for me, I just don't think he's worth the baggage that comes alongside him, to be honest. And better for it that we're moving on from him. And I think we're getting a better player in Sambi Lakonga coming into the midfield with greater potential in the future. Anyway, Jakobus says, Tom, do you think a draw away at Brighton would be a good result? Absolutely not. We need to be looking for wins and we need to be continuing this momentum. Brighton, supposedly, a little bit of news that I actually did end up missing out. Chris Wheatley uh, did forward through the reports coming from Brighton that supposedly up to six players, including Danny Welbeck and Eve Basuma, could be out of the game on Saturday. I'm just scrolling down to try and find uh, the update on from Sussex, Sussex, Sussex Live. Uh, Basuma is making decent progress, said Potter. Uh, this game, Crystal Palace, came a little bit too soon for him. We are hopeful that he can be available against Arsenal, but we have to see at the back end of the week. Steven Alzate uh, looked like he had quite a bad injury. He rolled his ankle, but somebody also landed on it. We will see how it goes over the next 24 to 48 hours. Danny Welbeck felt his hamstring a little bit, and again, we We'll see over the next 48 hours how that is. Tarek Lamptey, who returned for Brighton last week in a 45-minute display versus Swansea in the Carabao Cup, was an unused substitute, as was Alex Alexis McAllister, who sustained a back injury at the same time. Uh, and the Webster is out for a few weeks still of a hamstring problem. Enoch and Wepu has a slight groin issue. So possibly six players out for the game at the weekend. I don't think it'll be that many. I have a feeling that Eve Basuma will return in time. Danny Welbeck will probably end up being out. His injuries tend to last him a little bit longer. Uh, and Tarek Lamptey could find himself back in the first team squad for that game. But no, I don't want to see a draw at Brighton. I want to see us going for a win and absolutely smashing it and keeping up this brilliant momentum that we have. John Wayne says, uh, people don't get it these days. If the attitude isn't there, you will never make it. It doesn't matter if you're Messi or Ronaldo. Attitude is everything. Well, Ronaldo has obviously an unbelievable work ethic. Uh, Messi, of course, has less of the work ethic than Ronaldo, but he is a more get talented and gifted footballer than Ronaldo. So he kind of makes up for it in that area. Not to say he's not a professional, he certainly is. But if you look at the, the, the level that Ronaldo trains at, it's just a different 
it's just on a different plane to any other footballer. Um, John says, hopefully Basuma will be available to Arsenal when they play Brighton later in the season. <laughs> Very good. IGK says, I'm worried, Tom. If we draw to Villa or Brighton and maybe lose to a team like Everton later on, people will have a meltdown. All that matters for progress is this in, the, in the end of the season is the top six. I agree. Top six would be progression. It would be us moving towards the right direction. And I would be happy with us getting top six by the end of the season. OG says, I love Gendouzi, Tommy. He's a box-to-box, -box, good on the ball, and bags of heart. Saying you don't know what he does is ignorant, man. Come on, you do this a lot, even with Saliba and Ben White. Saliba and Ben White? Saliba's a great player. Ben White's a great player. I'm not sure what I do with those two, to be honest. Um, but Gendouzi, I understand that he's a box-to-box, -box, but box-to-box -box players need to have an impact in the final third. I've not seen that for Arsenal, and they need to be competent defensively, and I've not seen that all the, like, consistently enough for Arsenal. Saying what their role is doesn't tell me what they do if they're not performing, and at Arsenal, I just don't think Gendouzi did the role of a box-to-box -box anywhere near well enough for us on a consistent basis, and his issues behind the scenes have ultimately cost him a place at the club, and I will defer to those that are making the decisions about him rather than the opinion of anyone on that, to be honest. I just trust it more. There you go. Um, why are you shouting, OG? <laughs> let, let's not shout in the chat box, please. Thank you very much. Uh, Jashar says, Tom, Xhaka's strength has been his durability, but harsh, as it may sound, maybe we should have sold him when we had the chance as an injured player doesn't help us at the moment. Xhaka's strength and durability as a player is always going to be questioned, Jashar, because of his inconsistency of really good performances like we saw against Spurs and then the chaotic displays like we saw against Manchester City. Arsenal just needs, you know, Arsenal need to have people that are consistent and are going to provide the top level of performances as much as feasibly possible. And that's just not coming at the moment from Xhaka on a consistent basis. He could have shown it. But this injury is going to obviously cost him the opportunity to show it. We'll see how that changes. Uh, Moses says, Arteta proving everyone who questioned his decisions wrong. Olu says, hey, Tom, please can you do a combined Arsenal Manchester United 11? Or oh, let's see if we can go through it quickly. In goal, David De Gea around Ramsdale. I'll tell you what, it's tough because De Gea has so many issues and errors in him. I'm going Ramsdale. <laughs> Aaron Wissaka or Tomiyasu? Tomiyasu all day long. Uh, Rafa Varane or Ben White? Rafa Varane. Gabriel or Harry Maguire? Gabriel for me. That's three so far Arsenal players. Uh, left back Luke Shaw or Tierney? It's tough. I think based on last season, you probably have to give it to Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw was excellent last season, to be fair. Um, and Tierney has had some defensive issues. So last season, based on the whole of last season, I would give it to Luke Shaw, I think. Um, midfield, uh, Thomas Partey obviously gets in alongside Paul Pogba. As a, wow, what a midfield two that would be, Paul Pogba and Thomas Partey. On the right-hand side, we obviously could have Bakaya Saka. You've then got to choose between him, Greenwood, um, or Jaden Sancho. And at the moment, you'd have to say Bakaya Saka. That's six. Um, on the left-hand side, you've got Marcus Rashford, or you've got... Pepe or Martinelli. So I think you have to say Marcus Rashford goes in there on the left-hand side. Attacking midfield, Bruno Fernandes. 
uh, over at Odegaard or Millsmith Row. I'm sorry, but that's just the way that it is. So Bruno Fernandes goes in there. And then Ronaldo up top. So six for Arsenal, I think, five for Man United. It's pretty close, to be fair. It's not bad right now for us whatsoever. So there you go. Henderson is better than Ramsdale. Well, why is he not playing? <laughs> Jashar says, by the way, keep up the good work, Todd. Thanks very much, mate. Much appreciate. Good morning, Wilson. Good to have you in the chat box. It's a, I tell you what, it's a good debate. It's a really good debate combined 11 between Arsenal and Man United right now. And it does go to show kind of the level of quality that Arsenal have available to them. Did I say Saka over Greenwood? I absolutely did. Uh, absolutely, Saka. I mean, look who went to the Euros. Look who was picked by Gareth Southgate. Absolutely. Saka is a much greater talent for me than a Mason Greenwood right now. Also got the better off-field issues as well. Um, Jakoba says, Tom, do, a, do you think a draw away at Brighton? Oh, we've already done that. Where have I scrolled up way too far? Uh, Aditya says, good afternoon, Tom. How are you doing, mate? Very well. Thank you ever so much. King says, Greenwood have had more good games this season, Tom. I think he scored three or four goals. Saka before the derby had zero in the Premier League. Hey, look, I'm looking at overall. I'm not looking at it at these four games. As I said, Luke Shaw this season compared to Tierney. Tierney's been better in my view this season than Luke Shaw. But last season, over the course of that entire year, where I've got more of a barometer to measure between the two and the Euros, you would you would say Luke Shaw. So I feel like I'm being fair to both across all of those players uh, for me. Uh, John Wayne says Saka has more man of the match awards than Greenwood has caps for England. <laughs> Very true. Alan says, Tom, do you think this is Arteta's tactics to just defend after the lead or player's mentality? not to take the risk. We just defend after the first half, even though we could have more goals. I think he managed the game. I talked about this on the Arsenal Lounge as well, about the fact that we went 3-0 up. We didn't turn the screw even more. For me, if you look at the, the way in which we managed the second half, we just got the win. Sometimes you don't need to go health forever and risk injury and risk conceding silly goals take the 3-0, manage the second half, hit on the counter if you can. It's a very mature way of dealing with the rest of the game when you've got such a comprehensive lead in a fixture. So no issues with that whatsoever. When is Arsene Wenger going to get a statue in front of the Emirates, Tom? Oh, he has a statue inside the Emirates, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully soon. He deserves one. Matt Thornton says, how good is it to have another club legend with David C uh, Seaman helping the young goalkeepers at the club um, I mean, yeah, it puts Jermaine Genius a bit to shame. Uh, yet again, another former player being involved with the club as well. Nick says, do you see Pepe being an impact sub for us this season? If Saka maintains that position on the right-hand side, then absolutely, because he shouldn't be starting over Saka on the right. That is for sure. Uh, the Onyx Lens says, is there any way we get any money for Laka in January. I doubt it. I, I mean, I think that Laka still very much wants to stay here for at least the whole season. He might then leave on a free. But did you see the celebrations he had during the thing? It was the third go. If you watched the bench cam on the Arsenal YouTube channel, it's great to see that, that he's not being used. He's not particularly happy because he's not getting many minutes, but he's still buzzing when we score goals. That's the... That's the environment that we're building, which is great. Yo-Yo says, Saka's bench, Pepe, Grealish, Willian, Sancho as a team. No contest. Jim Fox says, I can see Ramsdale taking Pickford out the England side. Hey, that would be... I think he deserves to be in the England squads without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yo-Yo, uh, interestingly, on that point, Saka is one of those players that gets very easily criticised for not having as many goals or assists but he's one of those players that doesn't necessarily need those raw numbers to be so noticeable with his performances. That's why he's got so many man of the match awards for England. 
Because whilst he may not get the raw goal and assist stats, his actual performance, his impact, his influence on the games is so crucial and it's so it's so influential that he has that ability to catch your eye despite maybe not getting the the goal or the assist, but actually it's what he's doing in the lead-up and the build-up to those goals and the influence on the other side that makes him so important. Sometimes we put a lot of emphasis in raw goal and assist stats, and quite rightly, because they're very important. But it's also very fair to consider what else goes all around those players. I remember the amount of times that we were linked with like a number six or a number eight midfielder, and because they hadn't got any more than three or four goals in the season, we'd be like, what? But you need to remember that there's way more to football than just that. So there you go. Uh, Answers. I remember hearing one analyst saying about Genduzi that he operates best in chaos both on the pitch and off it. And Arsenal's just not the environment to have that, unfortunately. Uh, Papula says, uh, what effect do you think Xhaka's injury will have on the team? Um, I don't really know. To be honest, he wasn't available for Burnley and Norwich and we won those games. We'll see against Brighton, I suppose. I don't know if it's going to have an impact in the sense that Arteta may choose to go back to 4-3-3. If he does, I hope he chooses to either play Pepe on the left and keep Saka on the right or put Martinelli on the left-hand side. I think we need to play that system and add some goals to the team is what I would personally do. If this is Tom, who should partner Partey in midfield this weekend? Erdogan and Smith-Rowe. I'd like to see us go back to the 4-3-3 and see if we would try and get that working once again, Vuk says, let me be positive. United is the weak link in the big four this season. We can compete with them if we continue this progress. We are seeing now lots of ifs and buts and maybes at the moment. Jonathan says, Greenwood is a striker or Saka is a winger. I'm not sure United re-signing Ronaldo was helpful for Greenwood's development. I think United should consider Greenwood El Nenny swap win-win. <laughs> uh, thank you, OG, for not shouting. I just like objectivity, Tom. Not unproven bias. If you don't know much about a player, don't talk down on them. It's not that hard, though. And I know plenty about Genduzi and Saliba and I cover both of those players and get advice from players, people that are watching them hence why we do a marseille report on those players every single month which you can tune in for make sure the people you do tune in a little bit later on this afternoon as i say we will be covering william saliba's uh time at marseille let me just throw it up on the screen for you guys um at 5 p.m i'll be joined by ben from the marseille view to go through how he's getting on apparently he didn't have the best of games of the week and in fact ben described it as a nightmare which is a bit of a contrast considering that prior to that he's been very very good so far this season but do tune in to find out exactly how salib has got on statistically uh and of course you get to enjoy some really good content as well and maybe we'll ask him a little bit on Genduzi as well ggtv says i was always under the impression Aaron ramsdale was england's number two he came in as the number four. I mean, if you think about it, you had Nick Pope who was injured, Henderson that was also injured, and then they brought in, I think, was it Johnston? And they had Pickford there as well. But Ramsdale should definitely be getting, uh, should be getting an opportunity uh, to play, uh, hopefully, in this next international break. Um, Ifair says, Tom is the only YouTuber that pronounces my name flawlessly. So please hear. Ifair, I only do the first three letters because I get so concerned that I'm going <laughs> to pronounce the rest of your name wrong. If I was to take a guess, it would be Ifair Olu... Hold on. Ifair Oluwa. Tell me if I'm wrong. Ifair Oluwa? 
I, I don't know. I try my best. That's all I can do at the end of the day. And I know that you guys always correct me if I mispronounce anything. Uh, Divyat says, Tom, as good as the first half with Tottenham was, a better game management may have given us more goals. A 65th minute substitution of Martinelli, Samba and uh, Sambi and Pepe would have been great. Hey, look, Divya, I am going to complain about the North London derby. We won 3-1. We dominated it. We played it really, really well. Any, to me, I just don't think there's criticism for it. I really don't think we can find anything to really... The, the, the idea that people are turning around and saying Spurs were awful, how can you credit things? Arsenal will lose games into the future. Wait and see. I think it's frankly pathetic to start things off, and I mean that. I won't take that lightly. Turning around as an Arsenal fan and saying that Spurs were terrible, watch us lose loads of games in the future, it's just not a mentality that we want in the Arsenal fan base. Enjoy your win. It's, you cannot get a better feeling in my mind than beating Spurs. And Divya, I'm not saying this is you, by the way, but it's just such an annoying trait that so many fans want to justify kind of their negativity about the club by saying, oh, Spurs were terrible. Enjoy the bloody win. Enjoy it as an Arsenal fan. Like, you know, sometimes you've got to leave your, your principles, not your principles, sometimes you've got to leave your ego at the door. And just accept that we played really, really well. And it's great. And fingers crossed we can continue to play like that going forwards. Um, awesome if I've got it right. I'm still going to say if <laughs> So there you go. Mark says, Ramsdale and our current back four are the catalyst for us putting a run of form together. Hope they stay fit. And even if they don't, look, holding coming in for Ben White, I'm fine with. Pablo Marie coming in for Gabriel. It's not ideal, but I'm fine with it. The key players that I'm not fine with is Tierney getting injured. Now, I like Tavares, don't get me wrong, but I just think that he's a bit suspect defensively. In fact, I'm going to be having a chat with one of his four. Uh, I'm going to be having a chat with one of his former coaches at Benfica this afternoon to find out a little bit more about Nuno Tavares. Um, so I look forward to that. But on the right-hand side, Tommy Asu. If Tommy Asu gets injured, that's crucial because he's such a step up such a step up on on what we have elsewhere that at the end of the day he would be such a loss now i don't think his injury i, I don't know loads about his injury issue let's have a look transfer marks let's see how many games tommy asu has missed i actually have a weird feeling he's missed a few games uh he missed in 2021 10 games he had a calf injury for four matches which was 18 days between February and March. And he had a muscular issue and missed six games between April and May. So he has missed a few games last season, unfortunately. Um, and the season prior to that, he missed eight games. So we may be without him for a few games in the season if those issues like come to the fore. We don't know if they do. Arsenal have actually been improving the amount of players that they've seen on kind of the table, the, the medical table. So we'll wait and see. Uh, Ashwin says, I'm so peed off with Genduzi. WTF is wrong with him. Sorry, I'm watching from the beginning. <laughs> You'll see this answer later, Ashwin. Love. You don't need to be peed off. He's going. You won't need to worry about him anymore. Joshua says, Tom, do you think Ainsley Maitland-Niles has taken Big Sam's advice? Maybe so. If you want to play a mid if you want to play for Arsenal, you play where they tell you to. It's as simple as that. Um, and for a player like Ainsley Maitland-Niles, whose ability maybe isn't anywhere close to the likes of Thomas Partey, etc., you play when you get a chance and you play where the club tells you to play. Um, it's pronounced Popola, uh, not Popula. Uh, sorry, mate. I will try. Um, I will try to, to, to do that better. Popola. Popola. 
I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. It's like me when I try to pronounce Martin Odegaard's name and just, you know, Martin. Martin works absolutely fine. Uh, Mark says, can you see why Tommy suffers muscular problems with the work rate he puts in, same as Gay T? Yeah, it's obviously not a surprise. If you overwork yourself, it's going to happen. Obviously, I think the fact that we've not got any European football and the, the overplaying of players, there's less games for players to get injured in. And so, therefore, that's a really positive thing for us this season, that we can push towards the top six. Nearly said top four, but the top six, because we don't have those extra games in Europe where we can risk other players maybe getting injured. Uh, it's pronounced Tom. <laughs> to my American brothers and sisters, it might be, but uh, it isn't over here. Stephen says, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, you should have jumped at the chance. Then now it's too little, too late. We have better cover than him. Um, he is a good utility player, but I think he's someone that we need to look to move on in the summer or in January to get some money in, and then we'll see where we stand on that. Um, but for me, I don't think... We are going to see him in the Arsenal team uh, whatsoever. Let's uh, let's move on then and uh, round up the show. If you haven't already, please do like today's video. It takes you two seconds just to click that like button. Please do. If you are new to the channel, do subscribe and, uh, of course, and continue to enjoy the great content. If you're not done with seeing this ugly mug on your screen, you can tune in to the Arsenal Ways Arsenal Agenda show at 930 this morning, I'll be joined by a couple of guests, of course, from our fantastic team over at the Arsenal Way on Football.London to have a chat about Genduzi, have a chat about Miguel Aziz, Granit Xhaka's injury. And a little bit later on this afternoon, there should be some fun content coming up for you as well. Part two of the Football Fun Day is coming out this week for those of you that tuned in to see my awful footballing skills part one in the showdown with Bailey part two is coming out this week as well looking forward to seeing how much our commentator James has taken the absolute mick out of me once again so make sure your subscribe link is in the description to the Arsenal way in the chat below I'll be joined by uh from Ben from the Marseille View a little bit later on to talk about William Saliba and then tomorrow as always with the morning show there will be a premiere of the latest Let's Talk Arsenal fan show in which I'll be joined by Kevin Campbell to have a long chat about life as an Arsenal player, pundit and fan in the social sphere of this wacky world that we live in. I will see you guys a little bit later on. Have a fantastic Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Have a fantastic Wednesday. You just track a days when you work in football. It's strange. Um, but have a fantastic week and day and I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, of the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.